Welcome, everyone, to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the legal podcast that provides easy-to-understand information about estate and business planning to help you, your family, and your business. And now, the jovial gents of jurisprudence, Mike Betts and Spencer Chaffin. Welcome back to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. As always, I'm joined by, as everyone says, my better-looking business partner, Mike Betts. Mike, thanks for coming in from Oklahoma today. They say that, don't they? They, they do. And, and you know who they is? Who? You. That is true. That's true. Well, I bet, <laughs> But I'm pretty much, you're my only friend and... Mm. And that's so, that's why we're the only business partners. Yeah. But actually, guys and gals out there in the listening uh, space, uh, actually, Spencer, I think we're up to how many listeners now? Um, Is it a billion? It's pretty close. If if not more, yeah. I think I think we have more listeners than burgers have been sold by McDonald's. Yeah, by now. Yeah, I, I, there's oh. there uh, is a, a little podcast called the Rogan Joe Rogan experience I think they could learn a few things from us yep but because our reputation has really just grown and flourished and flourished uh, we're not here by ourselves are we we're, Spencer? We, we are not one Pierre is with us say hi Pierre no yeah. you know what because he never says anything and yeah. apparently he actually even I think he I think he like made it so that our new producer couldn't even be on the on the podcast. I don't know for those for those and again we have billions of listeners and I know people listen to every podcast all the time and every word. That's exactly they right. They probably they probably realize that uh with our with our uh kind of our, our third compadre, our third musketeer, we were having a conversation and because Pierre uh, made the technology such that nobody but just the two of us can or our guests. have our conversation yeah. or even our guests yeah. for that matter. Uh, there's a lot of blank space, I think, yeah. in one of the but, podcasts. But but we are joined by some other people. Yes, we are. And so we we are very fortunate enough to have Noel and Bob join us today. And we got to meet y'all from our ribbon cutting. So thank you so much for coming with the uh, uh, Grapevine Chamber of Commerce. So, um, But we would love to have y'all introduce yourselves. And then we'll really kind of jump into this conversation of why y'all are here today. Okay, great. Well, thank Thanks for having us, and uh, I didn't know until today that this has billions of listeners. Yeah, I mean, and it, you're not even it, having to pay to be on this, you know, so you're welcome. I mean, th- thank you, and you know, Joe Rogan, not move yet. over. You know, yeah. that's, uh, that's exactly right. Mike and Spence are Same. will be Same. be there. But uh, my name is Bob Dwayne, and uh, I own uh, my mutual uh, mortgage operation here in Grapevine, and. Uh, uh, with me is one of my partners, uh, Noel Cookman, and Noel is the uh, goat. Uh, he's the greatest of all time in divorce lending. Oh shucks! <laughs> Introduce yourself, Bob. Yeah. Yourself. <laughs> and uh, uh, Noel is uh, certified by the state bar to teach attorneys about divorce lending. So he's not an attorney like you guys, but um, he knows all the. In- uh, intersection of divorce and mortgage lending and um, and there's 
he's the best at it. And so we've been partners now for about 15, you know, 13, 14 years, and uh, helping people is what it's all about. So yep. um, I'll let Noel tell you a little bit of his background. I'm Noel. Some people say Noel, but and I'm not the first, <laughs> and I'm not the last, hopefully. But I met uh, – well, I got into the mortgage industry about 23 years ago. It's my second career. Second or third, I lost count, actually. But um, And then I met Bob about, uh, as he said, 15. It seems like 15. It was actually 11 uh, – yeah, 11, almost 12 years ago, or 13. And um, so we, we've partnered up, and uh, my specialty is helping divorcing folks get their mortgage financing done. It was a what-if moment back in 20 – Let's see. Two th- it was the early days of this century, when, whenever that was. Um, so uh, bef- when most of your listeners were in elementary school at the most. But the, um, the nuance here is that our, our, uh, our work is with divorce lawyers, whom I love dearly. And, and actually, sincerely, I have a lot of good things to say about Texas's uh, divorce lawyers, some wonderful, generous, grand people. So, and then I get to work with their clients and figure out how to get their mortgage financing done. So that's kind of uh, what I'm known for in the business space. And uh, you know, just like Bob said, helping people. And we'll, maybe we'll have time for a few stories, some good stories. Get I, your, get your. Hankies out, your tissue out, because <laughs> we have some good ones. No, I'm excited about the stories, and I'm so sorry that you have to work so closely with attorneys. It must be <laughs> just terrible. Well, it's the grace of God and um, my wife saying, get out there and get a paycheck, <laughs> even if you have to work with attorneys. I know the jokes. I, I got yeah. some, some great jokes, but I'm sure uh, Attorney jokes are my favorite jokes. Yeah. So do you know the difference between a shark and an attorney? Uh, the, the sharpness of the teeth? I don't know. No. What? Shark won't eat their own kind. <laughs> that is that, true. That is my favorite attorney joke. So, but, but yeah, so, so. The reason I wanted y'all to join us for this podcast is is I at, was fortunate enough to have lunch with them about well a couple weeks ago, and the knowledge that y'all were sharing in regards to divorcing spouses and having to refinance or, or how to obtain a mortgage because obviously you go from two incomes or two people together with a certain amount of assets to now you're on your own, that's going to affect a lot of things. But also, what happens if you inherit a property from a parent and there's still a mortgage on there and maybe you don't have the funds, things of that nature. So so I think the knowledge that y'all have can help so many people in so many different ways. And since we have those billions of listeners, I think this is going to be so beneficial for Anybody, um, not just divorce, but also inheriting inheriting real estate. So, what's an interesting thing because, and, and this is a challenge in estate planning that I, I don't want to say a challenge. It's it's kind of a, a unique a unique thing that, at least for the time being, everybody's planning on passing away eventually. M- maybe someday they figure out a solution to that problem. But at least now, this is a problem that we're all going to confront, or it's an adventure that we're all going to take. But most people do not know 
just the first thing about estate planning. So that's that's what Spencer and I do most of the time is educate. And you guys are in a very unique space because that's what you are doing. And whether it whether it's uh, from a more uh, general point of view from 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 how to handle a mortgage or a deed of trust, depending on the state that you're in, uh, in a general way, family member passes away. That is something that a lot of people ask us questions about because they, they don't know, they don't understand that. So that insight is something I really want us to kind of give folks a, a primer on. But then also, and this is an unfortunate thing, but a lot of Americans go through divorces and the th- questions, while we're not family law attorneys and we do not do divorce law as attorneys, our clients, because we help them with their estate planning, we're, we, are, we are the family's attorney is the way I like to think about it, but we're not in the very technical sense a family attorney. So clients will ask us and they trust us and they'll ask us very common questions. And one of the things that I've, I've heard, and Noel, you can speak to this, uh, how do we handle a, a, you know, our, our, our residents, we have a mortgage or another question is, okay, we're trying to get new, uh, properties, uh, we're in the midst of a divorce or we're thinking about a get, getting a divorce. Um, what if one spouse tries to purchase a property before a divorce has been filed or while it is pending? Uh, th- th- these are things, obviously, they'll get advice from their attorneys. There's probably uh, injunctions or stays. But these are the types of things that ordinary people just don't know and they're confronted with. And yeah, I'm very excited to learn even myself a bunch of stuff. So I don't know, I don't know how you guys want to handle it. Do we want to go very specific? Well, if I can jump in here real quick, all your listeners and especially your clients or clients to be that are going to look to you guys for estate planning and that's going to involve property, obviously. One thing that they might think of is when I get my divorce done, I need to go see Spencer and Mike and just, you know, make sure things are right. And by the way, a lot of people don't think about that, but the first thing you need to do is look at your uh, will and and the trust and, wait, wait. and no, estate are planning. You a, are you a listener? Because that's, that sounds like Spencer. Something we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. well, well, let me let me throw another wrinkle in there because this is what we ask folks to do going through a divorce. We want to talk to them bef- as early as possible, even before they file petition for divorce. And and there's a lot of there are lots of reasons for that. But I would I would say don't wait till your divorce is final to go uh, to come see you guys about the will estate planning. Don't wait because there's some things that may get codified or what do you call it chiseled in stone in that decree that may be problematic. And um, I know you guys won't be looking at another attorney's work so much as advising your clients, okay, we need to take care of this, but but planning in advance. So if you're going through a divorce right now, you're what in what they call the pendency of the divorce between petition and finalization, then now is when you need to be talking to people like you and people like me for mortgage planning. Hey, I have a question. I don't mean to butt in, but I have a question. Just don't forget. Go ahead, talk. But I have a question for Mike and Spencer. 
Jump, jump in. And, and before I have the, uh, make the question is, I uh, uh, bogarted your podcast and gave out my phone number, but I've been, <laughs> I was thinking you guys would then give out your phone number and say, or you'll do that at the end. No, no. So, so, so on the podcast, uh, people unfortunately or fortunately know where to find yes. us. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We, oh, okay. we, right. we, we need, and before this is, before this is done, I want yeah. everybody to know where they can find you guys and so there's no bow guarding uh, we you appreciate jump in that. and you yeah sorry it was, it was just an illustration and, and, of how to how to get yeah. a good free advice because you're gonna you're gonna get a mortgage anyway right so why not anyway that was my so. intent and so, are you ready for my question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In co-air buyouts, and by the way, I know you want us to talk about divorce, but but real quickly for. Uh, your billion plus listeners, you need to understand that there is a way to do a buyout and a divorce, and almost everybody's doing it wrong. There are more people doing it right now than there were 20 years ago when we first started this, but um, a a co-heir buyout works exactly the same way, legally, uh, um, maybe I shouldn't say legally in a broad sense, but as far as title work, as far as the deed. I, I think you're fair to say it, it is... For for those folks that want a very esoteric ex- explanation, you're right. We're still dealing with co-tenants. So so if it's a husband and wife as joint tenants or with rights, okay. yeah. it's the exact same thing as co-heirs who would be tenants in common on the property. It's it's a joint ownership or an undivided right in the whole, and each person has a different percentage. So I I think the lessons from a legal perspective. You're right on point. So it just—it's just, the same thing. We've known this for years. We've been so busy with divorce, and we're starting to do uh, uh, some CLE uh, presentations for estate planning attorneys and so forth that will deal with this one thing: the OWELTY, O W E L T Y, which is a word you'll never hear unless you're going through a divorce. And you might now, in the next twenty years, begin hearing it as co-heirs do the buyout. But but the first thing that folks and don't I am going to ask a question. No, after. please, no, <laughs> but, no, no, no. Uh, the, 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 um, uh, what happens in a divorce is everybody thinks I got to, I got to, uh, their attorney says, you're probably going to have to uh, buy your spouse out. And so you better call the bank, get a cash out loan. And they think cash, I got to get cash. I got to have 25, 50, 100,000, whatever it is to buy out my spouse's so-called equity, which is the wrong term. But anyway, um, so they get started on the wrong trail to start with, but it's, it's, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Unfortunately, the largest lenders in the country, I just found out a couple of months ago, they're actually doing it the wrong way. And I'm not going to name names because I'm not trying to disparage other lenders. I'm just saying that the the common, the first knee-jerk instinctive reaction is for people to get the wrong kind of loan. That's very restrictive, It's especially in Texas, the famous Texas cash-out loan and so forth. But there's a way to do it right, and, and a co-air buyout is that same way. It's that right way. So um, here's my question. When when co-heirs, whether it's two or 20, uh, what is the, f- when they fight over, let's say, the family estate, yeah. especially the, the residents, the, the family homestead, what the most of those co-heirs fight about? What are the top one, two, or three things they're fighting about. So I'm going to let Spencer jump in in a, it, like after I, I put this out. I'm going to be very, very hyper focused in in your scenario. So I'm going to carry over a joint heir 
or a, 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 a co-tenancy scenario. Let's assume for the sake of argument that there has been a probate or there is a trust. And here's kind of the takeaway from the conversation that uh, Bob and Spencer were talking about. If there's real estate, like you have to be talking to someone to help you avoid probate. I'm not necessarily saying you need your family, you or your parents need a trust, but but you need to be exploring ways to get that property out of those people's name in a way that we can avoid probate. Like it has to go into one of the two boxes, like a trust box or this like things that move by operation of law. Like you, you got to do that. So let's assume that they've done that. So, so, or, or they went through the probate box. The point is now the heirs have an undivided interest in a piece of property. And let's say there's 10 heirs because this is a set of facts that I've, I've seen and they're all owners of a piece of piece of property. And let's say it's a valuable piece of property. It's a, a $3 million piece of property and some of the heirs want their money because now, now, no, because, <laughs> no, because yesterday land, land doesn't always make money, especially like valuable, uh, uh, un, undeveloped land might not be making money because uh, again, if I'm an heir, I don't know how to, to leverage that real estate. There, there are people who are real estate minds and they know how to do that. And there are people that aren't, but we know we can sell it for $3 million because stuff's going for $10,000 an acre. I'm just being silly. The idea is their fight is always a partition. That's your buzz phrase. So how do they fight? I want to sell this. Now, we're all partners in the land, if you will, because we're all having undivided interest. And so what do we do? We have to go to court now, and we have to fight over over who gets what and land. Or over, over whether or not to sell first, and then who gets well, how much? Well, a co-tenant could force another co-tenant to sell because what you'd say is, well, I want my portion of it. Well, what ends up happening is not all land can be broken up that easily. Like in other words, I can't just with land, if it was great, if it was just perfectly square, completely empty, nothing was on it. And there were four of us, I could maybe just say, okay, you have this bit, you have this bit, you have this bit. And we just, we just subdivided out with some, with some, uh, with some surveys and, and, and we're, we're good to go. That's not the case. Like you're going to have to do a judicial sale. You're going to have to go through the whole process as far as the, 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 the partitioning of the land. This is what we all own and we're going to sell it and we're going to spend a lot of money fighting over a bunch of nuance and nonsense. And the idea ultimately is if we can structure a buyout, right? If we can structure it in a way so that, that, that the people who want to keep it can keep it and the people who want their money now can get their money now and make it easy. I would rather understand that at, at the front end and, and talk to, talk to a client and say, Hey, what do you want to happen? Um, how do you want this to be done? Who are the people that should actually get it? Well, I want to, this is my only asset, but I want some money to go to the kids. Maybe you guys might have some strategies that oh, even bet. during yeah. their life, we can, we can pull money out of the land and then they can do it. Like th- think of it like in a, in a small business, 
we're worried about funding the death of a partner. So you guys are partners and one of you passes away. We want the one who passes away, the family, to get the benefit. How do we fund that? Maybe through life insurance. I I, I think that I'd like to have that conversation at at the outset, but certainly if the client didn't think about it and just like, well, I've got 10 kids. I want all of them to have a 10th. And then they didn't think about, well, once they're a 10th, maybe three tenths of them don't want to be a part of it. Then having that conversation and kind of mind and Spencer's philosophy, and this is where the attorneys are going to hate us. We want to avoid needlessly paying the attorneys. Like that was my, that was my, Absolutely. well, that's my dysfunction. Like I, I was in litigation complex commercial litigation as a baby attorney and I only saw one set of folks winning and it was the attorneys and I cannot tell you we would spend so much time and energy and attorney's fees and then end up settling the case for something that if people had just been reasonable and it's the client's fault it's also the attorney's fault Uh, some of it is just you just don't know what you don't know and then eventually you find out it's just a mess But, but that's the long story short is these strategies, they're going to fight over the partition. How do we avoid that? We're going to take a short break, but we'll return with more legal info to help you, your family, and your business right here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. Flat, 45. Red flat. Mike, Mike. 66. Now, now, now. Say it. Hup. We're in a tight spot, third down, goal to go from the nine. My name is Jim Jeffcoat. I had a 15-year career in the NFL playing defense. You have to be smart, and you can't just wait to see what the offense might do. You know what their goal is. They're trying to break you down and score. That is why COVID awareness and COVID boosters are essential. The vaccines are here to play defense for you and your family. Anticipate. Think ahead. Don't let COVID beat you because you decide not to be ready. At Foremost Family Health Centers, you can learn about how vaccines are playing defense for you and your family. Call 214-426-3645 or visit foremostfhc.org to learn more. This episode of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief is brought to you by Alfredo Robledo Certified Public Accountant, PC. Alfredo has been licensed as a certified public accountant since 1984 and is located in Grapevine, Texas. Alfredo can help with many different tax matters, ranging from filing individual and business tax returns, trust and estate filings, as well as bookkeeping services for your business. You can contact Alfredo at 817-421-0720 or find him at grapevinecpa.com. And we're back, and you're listening to the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the podcast providing legal info to help you, your family, and your business. I want to go back to something that you had said, because I think I think like a common theme is is one, don't waste money needlessly. So so like, like getting that I'm bank appraisal, that's what it is. Millions are being spent every week all across. It's just, it's insane. And I'm trying to get the word out. Stop ordering your own appraisal. It doesn't matter. But you can, but you said, Bob, that we can use the, 
Uh, it's say, called we'll, gift we'll, of equity. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So so we can use we can use the 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 undivided right or whatever that I have in a piece of property to satisfy. Yeah. Here's here's the biggest mistake that. And, and Spencer used the example of, hey, I want my son to have this house. And I, my other son, I don't need it. And the other, the son, usually when they're saying that, there's a reason. And and probably ha- he hasn't been as successful, and they want him to have the house. Well, if they go to the average Joe mortgage company and say, hey, i got to buy my brother out, they will do it wrong. They'll say, well, you're buying your brother out, so you need a $100,000 loan. Uh, you got to put 20%, 20% down. 20% down, yeah. And you got all these things that he doesn't have to do. If it's done right, if you're dealing with a professional that knows what they're doing, they could say, and this is critical, in this example of 200000 if you already have 100000 of equity and you use that as a gift of equity, your loan-to-value now is 50%. Do you know the rate is better if you're at 50% loan-to-value than it is if you're at 80% loan-to-value? Once you get below 60%, LTV is what's in the mortgage business, loan-to-value. The uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac don't add all these hits to the rate. And that's where – so it benefits the person using it as gift of equity. And it, so Okay, so then, so then I can understand. So, so let's, we'll use a really simple example. We'll say, we'll say uh, two kids. Um, so, so, so Spencer's the dad. We've got two kids, a piece of property that's only $100,000 because that's a nice round number. Value. The value of 100000 yeah, like Let's that say, yeah. Let's say no, no debt whatsoever. So we're going to go back to your 300000 but we're just simplifying the world. So quote unquote equity would be, let's say in our scenario, $100,000. I can use that equity, the gift of that equity to... As the down payment. As the down payment. Ba- basically, it's a refinance because if they're already on title it's 50 percent and it's or if they're you know we've seen uh don't need to go down that rabbit hole to answer your specific question mike is that yes you can use that so okay so so then so then uh you the two of you are spencer's kids so okay. fifty thousand to Hi, dad fifty thousand to fifty thousand to bob okay so so we're you're late on my allowance uh, this week uh, by the way so so, so, so we're do so your we're chores there. and i'm trying to think about it from from an estate planning perspective right. so spencer's yep. spencer's uh talking to me and i'm like spencer What's what are what are you wanting to do? And let's say, uh, Bob, you love this house. Like like it's it, it's it's not that you need it. It's just very meaningful. It's the your childhood home. And no, you've been working with too many divorce attorneys. I'm a bum. You're, I know. You, no, you're yeah. awful. You're mean. You're like sell that. Give, get that. Get that money. That's it's not. Say. In this case, it's not Noel that says that. It's the spouse of Noel. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, never exactly. the sibling. It's who they're married to. That She's goes, expensive. Hey, listen, listen, listen. As your attorney, Noel. Don't ever say that about your wife. As your attorney, Bob, don't talk about your partner's wife that way. <laughs> Mackenzie is the most amazing, most beautiful, smarter than Spencer, more beautiful than Spencer, and she does everything for Spencer. See, I'm going to have to disagree on smarter than me because she did marry me. Yeah, and actually, if she was that was a big me, mistake. If she was smarter than me, she'd have been like, nah, I'm good. That's a big mistake, Mackenzie. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. Good point. But that's why I partnered yeah. with you because that's yeah. a very right. – like that's a very good I'm a legal student. argument. Yeah. 
That yep. is so, so that's very well well done. Well done. Okay, so fifty thousand, fifty thousand equity. Um the the goal is we're talking about from Noel, your perspective, not who wants to sell it, but we're talking like who wants to keep it? What are we motivated by? But dad's not dead yet. We're doing an estate plan. Yep. So Spencer, you're not dead. Yep. What's what's the conversation? So 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 we will have a trust. So you will have an equitable right because you will get fifty percent. You will have an equitable right null because you will get fifty percent. And let's say that's that's papered up. But but on the title, at least now, it's in the name of Spencer's trust. But Spencer, it's in your name. What 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 are the mechanics then? Like so 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 how how would we how would we pull the, the 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 cash so to speak out of that property so you can keep it but this is your sole asset Spencer so 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 this is my sole asset and I want my kids to get to share 50 50 but this is the one asset the only way to do that is sell it and then split it but that goes against what he wants and what you want Bob what we would do for me is I'd refinance the house uh, basically rough numbers of fifty thousand uh, dollar and you can do it as a lien, an ulti lien, a partition lien, or a co-heir buyout, and Noel's part. And here's the, here's what Noel does. That's his. I know he looks like Harlan Sanders, but his secret recipe is this. It's not a cash out. I'm telling you, if you line up a thousand mortgage professionals and say that exact thing, they'll say, "Well, we'll just do a fifty thousand dollar cash out." Well, you don't want to do a cash out. You want to do a co-heir buyout because here's why. Uh, and people that aren't in the mortgage business don't understand this. The rate on a cash out is three eighths higher. Rates are high now anyway, so it can be higher that, than uh, that even. It, it, it can be, but it's a minimum of three eighths. Then on top of that, it's restrictive. Dip, I know you're licensed in New Mexico and Oklahoma, and we have offices there too, and and we do it. Uh, every state has a little bit different scenario, but uh, a cash out loan is restrictive. Like in Texas, if you did that as a cash out where I got a $50,000 loan and just gave the money to Noel, then I could not do anything with that property for 12 months. Gotcha. I'm restricted to that. If I do a rate and term refi, the rate is better. The um, To qualify for it is better. It's easier. And if two months later I need to uh, – I've got 50000 equity in it and I need to get some of that money, I can go do that where I couldn't if I had done it as a cash out. So, so as a co co heir buyout to give Noel his fifty thousand dollars. So 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 co heir buyout the effect is effect effectively the the bank will give Noel fifty thousand bucks, but because you did this 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 unique Yeah, and I'd be paying it back. And, and and obviously you're paying it back, but you don't have to come to any come to closing theoretically with any. With that's any, the that's the key thing, is if you I do it right. Uh, well, and it can be structured in this example, hundred split that way is a little bit harder. But we've done a, uh, hundreds of these where people we use the equity for closing costs. Gotcha. You know, gift of equity for closing costs, gift of equity for down payment. We just split it. So in this example, if I don't have any money and I don't want to do closing costs, yeah. it may be, you know, uh, my loan may be fifty five thousand, and the gift of equity is the fifty thousand to him and five thousand towards the closing costs. Gotcha. Yeah, and you you get the it's a gift of equity when it's transferred, uh, the ownership transfers. So in a sense, uh, both Bob and I, as brothers, heirs of Spencer, we received our gift of equity when Spencer kicked the bucket. Right. 
But but as soon as we become the owners, we have equity in the property. It's no no longer just a gift, but it's like you refinance a house and you you look at the numbers and you see how much quote equity that you have the difference between the value and the uh, loan. But but timing's not an issue. In other words, in other words, whether it's a, a quote unquote gift of equity before Spencer kicked the bucket, or you guys are co tenants in it, the 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 structure and the method that you guys are approaching, which is a massive cost savings, makes it easier. I mean, just the interest rate alone is better. Like, why would you just pay more interest? I don't have to worry necessarily about, in y'all's hypothetical, I don't have to worry about getting this refinancing done before Spencer dies, or do we? No, but here's what I recommend. Okay. Is in this example, is Spencer has me come down and basically make sure we qualify. We know ahead of time. We can qualify, um, you know, me to be able to give Noel his money after Spencer passes on. And, and divorce is a better illustration it of is. that because you, you, you don't know when dad Spencer is going to kick the bucket. So if you qualify four years in advance, that it doesn't count. Well, I mean, you, you still have to – it's a snapshot in time your loan will be. So in a divorce, you've got dependency of divorce, and, and you know you can expect, okay, the divorce is going to be final about this time, uh, you know, about – this time of year, and you you then can plan. So I think what what Bob and I thought immediately was, yes, you do need independency of divorce. You do not wait until the divorce is final. It's too late at that point. You might get it. You might not. You might have to. As a matter of fact, a lot of judges and and um, lawyers put in the decree. So and so will go get a cash out loan. They actually prescribe a loan type, which is ridiculous. You just you just codify that uh, the interest is either 50% and and you can even, if you're doing this in advance of final divorce, you can have it appraised. We underwrite the file. We process and underwrite everything. So in we could, matter of fact, we're going to do it one day, get the final divorce decree in the morning signed by the judge and close that afternoon. The only reason we can't do that now is just clerical work that takes a few days to complete, but, uh, to complete the final stage of that loan. But we're, we do it we don't. We do the opposite of what all the banks say. Well, you're getting a divorce. Get your decree. Bring it to us the day after your is final. Let's see what we can do. Well, yeah, and that was my next question because I think that's typically. And I know, I know, Spencer. We need to wrap up, but that's the fascinating thing to me in my divorce that I went through. That was the advice that I was getting. I didn't. I, we didn't have to worry about it because there were other things that we did, and so the real estate wasn't. It wasn't an, an issue, but. Yeah, you couldn't do anything fundamentally until the until the divorce decree. And then and then there are some creative banks, at least in Oklahoma, that uh, uh, even though the divorce hasn't been finalized, they still they still gave a loan, and like we, we had to do an affidavit. Yeah, yeah. Essentially and, and saying, it's a, and it's a cash out loan, which has some of the same restrictions as Texas has. So there were negative consequences to that. Uh, yeah, because there are some uh, nationwide uh, restrictions on cash out financing too. So um, it's it's negative in any state. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. One hundred percent. Well, she was she was buying her own house just on her own because we were separating. That was even a challenge. Just so so yeah, that you guys have this uh, mechanism in the meantime. 
that that I think is an absolute game changer. Well, and the, uh, we probably ought to schedule another podcast where we talk about a dispersed ulti or dispersed buyout, which is a, another topic you can go through. That's our this. secret, Bob. Uh, We're not uh, telling uh, you that. <laughs> but a dispersed ulti, just to whet your appetite, is uh, that's why we want to look at and qualify a person before final divorce is, okay, um, you you have too much debt. You're not going to qualify. But if the husband or the ex-spouse takes some of this debt, well, they won't take the debt. But the way we do it is it's they're paying it, so it's not a cash out, and uh, it's dispersed yeah. to the debts. It's it's. But it, that gives right. you that gives you a lot of flexibility. Oh, it yeah. It's a game changer because no, I'll, forget that you heard that. Everybody out there, forget. <laughs> they don't know how to do <laughs> it. Well, nobody wow. knows how to do it. They don't That's know how to do key. it. And, yeah. and we we loan our own money, and then we sell it to Fannie or Freddie. So, well, you know, or an investor, but. Uh, so we follow Fannie and Freddie guidelines, which everyone else does. They just don't know how to do it. Yeah. And if you take um, and and you say to mortgage people, can you do this? They'll go, no, you can't do that. Yeah. That's why what Noel has created, that's why I call him the GOAT, is because in di- in divorce lending or co-heir buyout, he is the expert. And, and, uh, and so. You're very kind. You're so kind. Uh, he'll so, pay me later. Yeah. yeah. So, so as we wrap up, a couple takeaways in regards to divorce or inheriting real estate. It's always important to come see y'all before the rubber meets the road, meaning like things are being filed, stuff like that. So that way you can have that conversation of, okay, is there going to be a quote-unquote buyout? How do we do that? How do we save you money in order to do that in the best way possible? So don't wait until the ink's dried. Is, is yes, what I'm getting. Absolutely. Okay. And then the second takeaway I've learned is you boys are greedy for fighting over my house that I was leaving to y'all, and I really don't appreciate it. So I'm just going to disinherit y'all and leave it to the dog. You're cheap. <laughs> you, you only left us a hundred thousand dollars house. You're cheap. Well, it was it was one of those plastic play school houses for for how much Bounce property? Actually, actually, thanks. Thanks, Dad. I think I think you I think you messed up because your boy sitting across from you wanted everything you wanted. It's just Noel it's hanging Noel's out with all these. It's Noel's wife. Noel's wife. That's right. I read the fine print. Yeah. <laughs> but so. no, guys. Uh, so before we we wrap up, uh, tell everybody this. This is the plug. Like you guys, plug the the uh, address, phone, email. Tell folks how they can get a hold of you. That for for all the family law attorneys that listen to this to. All of the clients who are doing estate planning, because most people's assets, like their biggest assets, the real estate, that's like the fundamental thing. If people are lucky enough today to be able to own a house, that's one of their most meaningful assets and they should get trusts. And that's our plug for the trust, a trust or avoid probate, avoid probate, avoid probate, avoid probate, avoid probate. But for all of these people, how do they, how do they talk to you guys? The phone number is 972-724-2881. And if you call that number and tell the office you're an attorney, they'll give you my hotline number. I'll take calls from attorneys when they're in mediation in court, if they want to call from court, or they're Which happens a lot. Yeah, so uh, uh, they'll, they'll connect you to that hotline. But 972-724-2881. 
themortgageinstitute.com is the website where you can find out all this information. The Mortgage Institute, like in the, T-H-E, mortgageinstitute.com. And the bank is MI Mutual, my mutual. So it's mymutual.com forward slash grapevine. Our number is 817-527-3157. And you can get Noel or I at either one of those uh, phone calls and numbers and, and – uh, we appreciate you guys and yeah. excited. Thank you for well, having us. Absolutely. Thanks Enjoy. for joining us, guys. Um, I've learned I, I, I learned a lot because I didn't I didn't until you guys pointed it out connect the the the, the, the how it can go outside of, of of a divorce context, but fundamentally in an estate planning conversation especially if you've got real estate. like it, It's something that folks have to think about. And I know we don't like calling, saying, taking the cash out, but that's how, that's how the folks are trying to leverage these assets. And I think that is such an important, that's just a very, very important tool to have. So thank you so much for uh, opening my eyes to it, Mike. You want to close this out, or you want me to do it? Uh, apparently, apparently, this was your podcast. It that is you put together. Dead gum right. You get all the credit. You pat your back already. So, so you get to take us out. All right. Well, that's another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. Thank y'all for joining, and hope to hear y'all next time. And that brings us to the end of another show. For more information on today's topic or previous show topics, visit our website at bccounselorsatlaw.com. While there, feel free to let us know what future show topics you'd like us to cover. On behalf of Mike, this is Spencer, and we thank you for listening. And remember, it's always our goal to provide easy-to-understand legal info to help you, your family, and your business here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief.